Hi, I'm Callum Cameron, and you are listening to Gut Talks, double G, U, double T. How do Estonians feel when they live abroad? Or even yourself, you've been in Estonia for a while now, and <laughs> you know that if you were to move like to another country just to live, you will have friction mm. more than freedom, if I can call it like that. <laughs> so it will take away your time to create and innovate and do what you want to do. This is this has to be true, but obviously that having seen how it works here and having worked with Estonians actually solving these problems in different parts of the world, then I see that friction as an opportunity now for people like me who can build out these relationships with all the wonderful entrepreneurs and creators out there to come in and actually solve the problem. So I see that opportunity there. Also, you know about e-residency here in Estonia. So That's how I heard about Estonia. That was like oh, really? years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. No, I think I've heard about Estonia before just because I, I know about geography, but I think I got to know more about it and that, you know, it is what it is just because of the e-residency. So I went and I checked it out. It was, at, at, I think, at an exhibition, a startup kind of event or at a conference. I can't remember where, but I saw an, a stand that was all about e-residency. So I even took a flyer and I went and I checked it out because I was just intrigued. So are you an e-resident now? No, I not yet. That's what, <laughs> that's what I, I considered though years ago, yeah. So and obviously you don't need it or feel the need for it. So yeah, e-residency essentially allows pretty much anybody in the world to become a virtual resident of Estonia. And the advantage of that is that they get to use Estonia's e-governance platforms and e-society platforms to create and operate an EU-based business. So we assumed, actually the, the story behind it is quite fun as well. It actually came out of a, a government hackathon where different public sector guys came together and started playing with ideas. It won this idea of an e-residency solution. The original pitch was Estonia's population is too small, so let's bring in another 10 million virtual residents of the country. Firstly, to take advantage of the, the system, but also by operating through Estonia and getting the money flowing or money flowing through Estonia, Estonia would get part of that, not through taxes or anything like this directly, but just through other services and so forth there. And that in return would actually help fund digital systems that it was all built on top of. But what was amazing about it was, so it was led at the time by a group from the CIO's office, the, the company, our country's CIO office. But with it was something like in April 2014. I, I remember it was 13 or 14, but let's, let's call it 14. They had the hackathon. Within a month, both the president and prime minister of Estonia had gone public internationally to say, we're building this. And oh, by the way, the first e-residency ID, also e-residency cards, are going to be issued in November. So it was proper startup style. And a lot of the public sector agencies and things like the police and border guard, tax and customs board, that was the first they heard of this when the president and prime minister came out to say, we're doing this. So you're doing what? No way. And it, it happened. The first e-residence actually was pretty crap to start with in that the idea was, okay, this is for people who didn't have the right to come into Europe themselves or likely, but to become an e-resident day one, you had to do two trips into Estonia, the first one to apply and the second one to actually pick up your card. Nowadays, you can do most of it online and go to local entities to, to pick up your cards. The funny thing, though, is it's become most popular with Germans who are already in the EU, already have the, and they get no tax benefits by running it from Estonia. They're still paying, their business is still in Germany, their tax is still in Germany, all this sort of stuff. But it is just so much faster 
and cheaper for them to establish and operate their company from Estonia. That's what they do. So it's a fantastic solution anyway. So back to your point that if I go somewhere else, then there's a strong chance I'll just, actually, I don't know how it qualifies. I don't qualify as an e-resident because I'm a permanent resident of Estonia, which means I, I still already get the advantages anyway. Yeah. I considered it, to be honest, but I was already in, in Europe, so I didn't the need, yeah. feel, that, yeah. But I was like, this is cool. It just sounded, I think the branding was really cool because I checked it out a few times. I was like, this is cool. But then I was like, okay. But then I started thinking also, okay, do I really need it now? So then when you start finding the negatives, like, why don't you need it? Because, you know, I, I usually operate that way. I need reasons. So, but I do trust my gut as well, which we're going to get back to. But I don't know anyone in Estonia. Now I do. I know many people in Estonia, but, but now you I didn't. Yeah. And I was like, but I don't speak the language either. So how would I know? But it still sounds cool, to be honest, because I know I worked with lots of startups and entrepreneurs to establish and incorporate their businesses. I mean, the UK is pretty easy, you know, but for example, in Italy or, you know, France, whatever, it's more complicated. And you were mentioning the friction. When there's lots of friction, you get discouraged, obviously. So this is where, I guess, potential ideas and innovations die before they even see the light because no one wants to do it because of those reasons. No, exactly. Well, it takes 15 minutes to start up a business here in Estonia, including with your initial bank accounts and so forth. Tax is, at least for small enterprises like mine, is calculated automatically. All you have to do is have a look, make sure it looks right, and click go. And bizarrely, the people in the tax and custom board, if you reach out for help, they're really friendly and responsive. Okay. So I, that to me was actually one of the biggest things like, well, you've got a tax and customs board where they're actually proactive and nice. <laughs> that was a bit confusing. Well, I'm impressed by that because for me, the first step is do they even answer? So it's not just that they're friendly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode with Callum Cameron. Thanks for listening and watch out for the next one.